and welcome to The Stream, a podcast where we talk about movies. My name is John Carlo, and joining me as always, Nader. What's that, man? <laughs> What's up, man? I'm doing <laughs> How's everything going with you, my friend? I'm doing excellent. Just watching the NBA Finals game three. Oh, yeah. If, you wanna, if we want to date this, that's when this is happening. That's what's happening, yeah. Um, in the future, the, the finals will be over when this episode airs. Oh, they'll be, I mean, they'll be over, free agency will have started, and maybe even the draft will have happened. Maybe. Yeah. KD coming to New York? Uh, nah. He's yeah. coming to my house. Oh, what's he doing? Cooking. Oh, All that's nice. I heard he's a good cook. He's the one of the best. One of the greats. He's down to, down to earth guy. He makes a great crema. Wow, you're gonna have to explain what that is. You know what crema is, right? It sounds like you're saying cream in Spanish. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, then yeah. It's like it. that loose sour cream. It's that real loose sour cream, bro. What you know about loose sour cream, John? I don't like that phrase. I'm going to start all over. No. <laughs> so, this is obviously a show where we talk about movies. Yes. <laughs> uh, today, we're we'll be going over um, some movie news. We're also going to be going over uh, a review for this week Valerian is Valerian. On Amazon Prime. The Dane DeHaan Kara. Say her last name. Don't. De Havadiba. De Hell of a douche. <laughs> that can't be right. Caradella. <laughs> can't be right. Uh, Valerian in the City of a Thousand Planets. Ooh. And uh, then we'll be going over the um, summer, summer of, of 1997. 1997. Classic. As we hit the midway point of 1997, Classic. right? Yes. So, uh, Middle of the year. That's right. Yep. And, um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I- I'm going to say that word differently every time. <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, you sound gonna... like Nelly's mom. What does Nelly's mom sound like? Ear. <laughs> just like that makes sense because Nelly would say things like you know hot and her it's getting her and her because <laughs> that's my child I gotta save my baby from hot death right so if, if you can't take the heat tell him get out of the loop Oof. what is the this is the two out of three episodes now we've talked about Nelly shake your tail feathers <laughs> this what's the third oh that's no two. two out of three episodes wow yeah we have what can we go back and just throw some Nelly content in that, that second movie? episode? I think we should like a missed opportunity. I think Nelly should be an odd episode thing, and mm. then even episodes. If well, I put a band aid on every time we do this podcast, how many band aids do you think I'll have at the end of the year? I mean, statistically, math wise, would probably be around thirteen. <laughs> no, nah, if we do a bi weekly and there's fifty two weeks, it'd be twenty six. Yeah, but it's already June. <laughs> mm, and this episode I will shouldn't be... have said end of the year. Right. You're right. Proceed. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna get into some news. Um, you recently coming off of a screening of Aladdin. Bro, I saw Aladdin and I saw Booksmart. With the classic double feature, Great. but uh, I want to bring up that Disney now is officially out of their slump with uh, performances at the box office for their uh, live action films. We got we got to talk about this. I don't know that I can say they're out of their slump. How how about this? Their plan to it? remake everything has gone. As well as one can expect. It hasn't gone great. It hasn't gone terribly. But basically, like, think about the ones before. Dumbo before this. Dumbo did, did not, not run do numbers. Well. Yeah. I mean, you, countless ones in between uh, Jungle Book, Cinderella. Jungle Book did well, though. No, I'm, I'm saying the, those are the big three. Oh, that was exactly. the 2016-2017 run they were on, was uh, Jungle yeah. Book, Beauty and the Beast, uh, Cinderella. And since then, there's been a pretty, pretty big gap, I would say. Well, I think that also, like, they kind of, like, have, I think they're squeezing a bunch in before the launch of Disney Plus. Yes. To, so, to get them on the service early. Yeah, time. I think that's part of it. But, um, I mean, I'm trying to look at um, the releases, like, this year. So, they had Dumbo, which did on 113, which was a disappointment. Mm-hmm. And then Aladdin. And they have two more coming out this year? Lion King comes next. 
Lion King's next, and then is there one more, or am I making that up? Star Wars. No, I meant, I meant like the reboots. Though. Oh no, I don't know. I don't know. As far as the reboots go, I mean, because last year they did, um, they did. What did they reboot last year? Live they, action. I don't know. Well, maybe they didn't do any last year. I think they did. We just don't know what, what the names are. Who's Who's to say really anymore? Cut it. I won't. Okay. Um. Yeah. So I think that um. This also Guy Ritchie directed this, which is odd for me. Yes, and and coming off of a very similar failure in the same respect, which was uh, his King Arthur reboot, which is just a oh, weird yeah. ass movie um, that, that is terrible. in the same scale, is also IP. It kind of has the same all, all, all the same flavors and notes. As I believe Latin, that's but... public domain, even. Oh, like on some King some, Arthur, yeah, some Happy Birthday shit. Yes, Happy Birthday is also in the public <laughs> it's domain. Public domain. Don't and that being said, that. I think we should sing Happy Birthday. Boom. <laughs> Not sound. my God. This is going to be... Not my Jesus. I think it's someone's birthday today. Whom's. Exactly. Whom's. It's Whom's birthday, and happy birthday, Whom's, wherever you are. If it's 2 Chains, I'll celebrate, but outside of that, I'm not here. Well, we don't know when 2 Chains is listening to this. It could be his birthday what when he listens to it. Is. What if they're both recording a commercial right now, and it's their birthday? Here's what you... Not, I don't know if you understand how this Talk. works, but mm. podcasting mm. is on-demand radio. Mm-hmm. You can listen to it anytime you want. Yeah. I can wait till my birthday to listen to this, and then happy birthday to me, baby. When's your birthday? I don't, I'm not comfortable with you knowing that. So, um, dark times, dark times. I also, uh, I recently saw Rocket Man. Uh-huh. Did you see the Rocket Man? I did not. So, one thing that impressed me about it, Taron Egerton, however you say his name. Taron. First, it's like, hmm. him, the kid from Baby Driver, and... Aaron, no, Ansel Elgort. Elgort and uh-huh. uh, the guy from Hail Caesar, and Solo. Ooh, can I get the, the Holy Trinity? Those three guys. You're supposed to change your name for show business. Why are you keeping these mouthful hard names? I can't that's stand what they're it. Named in real life, and it's not a coincidence. Do you think Vin Diesel kept his real name? Names? Think Vin Diesel kept his real name? Frankly, yes. He looks like a Vin Diesel. His name is not Vin. <laughs> Should we check? You want to? Check? It's not Vincent. What is it? I don't remember. I didn't say it was Vincent. I said it was Vin. And frankly, you I think, think he's real... born. Vin Honestly, Diesel? if Diesel was his first name, I'd believe that. You think too. Beanie Feldstein's real name's Beanie? It's Elizabeth. <laughs> well, that's a cold-blooded lie, and I feel betrayed. Well, it's Elizabeth. Felix. Damn you, Beanie! To hell. Mark Sinclair, which is a fine enough name. Who that? Vin Diesel. Oof. Mark Sinclair? Yeah. He sounds like a poet from the 70s. Mark Sinclair. What the fuck did he change his name for? First off, that's a really small window. A poet from the 70s? That's right. How many poets in the 70s are there? Can I well, Can I tell you how many I can name? Sure. One. Vin Mark Diesel. Sinclair. <laughs> He's probably born in the 70s. That seems fair. Probably born in the 60s. He seems like an old dude. 1967. I think he's like, think he's like 51. He's 51 years him old. And Tom Cruise and Will Smith are all hovering around that same age, but we think they're younger. No, they ain't Tom, in their 40s. Tom Cruise is like in his 60s, isn't he? He will be by the time this goddamn Mission Impossible franchise is over. That move, that franchise will murder him. <laughs> it has. But uh, uh, the only, uh, but I wanted to say I was really impressed by his performance because he sings all the songs in it. Unlike Bohemian Rhapsody, where a guy won Best Picture for... Aaron Edgerton can sing, though. He's got a great voice. He can sing, but he's not Elton John. It's not fair to compare someone that can sing to fucking Elton John that doesn't make any sense. No, I'm saying... I mean, the obvious comparison is to Rocket Man. I mean, to Bohemian Rhapsody. Yes, for sure. And um, in that movie, a guy won Best pit, uh, best Actor for not singing and just, like, I don't know. I didn't think he was that great. Plus, the director was real nice at daycare. But well, only if boys were at daycare. Let's leave it at that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was. I really enjoyed the movie. It was a lot of fun. Um, it's. I mean, as well as far as musical biopics go, I think this is about as, as good as you're gonna get. 
If you say so. Honestly, every review referenced Bohemian Rhapsody in one way or another, and uh, I thought that was very telling because it's all I could think about when I was like deciding whether or not I was going to spend my money on that or Aladdin. It's definitely an R-rated film, I'll put it that way. But it's yeah. also more of a musical, while Bohemian Rhapsody is more of a straight-up biopic. And this is like, it's got like musical numbers to do plot. And it's also uh, similarly uh you know, sponsored or promoted by the artist in question. Elton John is out here. Well, he's produced. You know, he produced running it. these checks, trying to get this <laughs> this Rocket Man money. Right. You should not be producing your own biopic for sure. But well, you you can be. It, it's it's just a matter of I, I have to see it. You 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 tell me. You can speak on it. Not, not. I enjoyed it. I mean, for as far as a musical biopic, it's like where it needed to be. And I just I really like Elton John music. Like, Saturday Night's Alright for Fighting is like a Do you real... like Elton John music sung by Taron Egerton in a loud he does, setting? He does a good job. Does he? He doesn't recreate Elton John's voice, because, I mean, he's got... That seems of... deeply but it, impossible. I thought it, it, it did a really good job of... Because um, I didn't really know... I mean, I wasn't alive for when Elton was, like, at his peak and his downfall and all that stuff, so... Um, I just kind of know him from, like, listening to classic rock radio and then being, being on at my house, because my mom likes Elton John, and, you know, whatever. But I never really had an experience... With knowing Elton John, he was always just an eponymous, famous guy, whatever. So, like, now to kind of see, like, the kind of the story was interesting and it was, rel- I mean, as far as I could tell, uh, I didn't do too much research into it, but it seemed like it was a pretty accurate um, portrayal of what actually happened in his life. So, I thought it was uh, pretty solid. And it really shows the relationship in him and his, uh, his co-writer, I mean, the guy who wrote all the songs. Yeah. Uh, their relationship and throughout whatever. That's so, Game of Thrones boy, right? No, no, no. That's his, uh, that's, that guy's his manager. Oh. So who's the guy you're talking about? Who, who played Jane Bell? Yeah, Jane Bell. Yeah, it was great. Um, so Aladdin, John Carlo Aladdin. You haven't seen it, right? I haven't seen it yet. I probably won't see it until uh, it's on a streaming service. This movie is wild because this is the thing about Aladdin. First of all, I do not like the cartoon the way other people our generation do. I do, it is not like Disney canon to me. I'm honestly like kind of like I could do with or without the actual Aladdin cartoon, but this sure. movie. Because of my low, uh, you know, feelings for the original one, it kind of does hold up, and is not. Is it is not some crazy disappointment. Will Smith is good, yeah, but he is also he is so weird blue. This is this is the only problem with Latin. Don't worry about the plot. There's nothing to spoil about it because it is the exact same movie, except there is a subplot where Jasmine wants to be Sultan, and there's like a female empowerment. I think there's two songs referencing her. Doing there's new songs, right? Those yeah, and explicitly for for okay. that reasons to change the plot for for those reasons. Anyway, it doesn't matter. The only weird thing about Aladdin, John, the only okay. weird thing is that, obviously, Robin Williams, real man, cartoon face, cartoon movie from the right. 90s. Will Smith, his face being the blue genie, is a really, really weird choice because he is so charismatic and perfect. Right. And he's what you it's Hitch. He's Hitch okay. in regular skin. Love but that. when he's blue, yeah, but when he's blue, it's like, why isn't his face just anything? Why isn't his face just the face of a genie? Why does it have to be blue Will Smith? It takes you so like... Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah a- anything no else. Literally anything else that's just blue. A blue face of any other person's creation. Um, The same way Lawrence Fishburne was the voice of the Silver Surfer, but was not the body of it in Fantastic Four. Didn't see that movie. <laughs> that's the one with Michael B. Jordan as uh, the uh, flame Nah, boy? bro, that's the one from 2007. All right, Fantastic Four Two: Rise of the Silver Surfer. Get your get your whole game up, bro. Yeah, I have not. For this I, I haven't seen one Fantastic Four movie. Are you serious? Yes, that's fine. They're all bad, and I will never. You shouldn't. They I've seen two X Men movies. You're standing in front of the best Fantastic Four comics, like right. Well, I'm not gonna look at it. Literally, right. I refuse now. to where look. your back is facing. Can't. Yeah, that's why my back's to it because it's bullshit, and I don't like it. 
the only other thing I had was in terms of uh, box office news is the movie Ma. Oh, this is, so this is obviously dating it because we're talking about what stuff opened. But and Ma, we're not talking about Booksmart. What happened to Booksmart? Booksmart's great. Everyone just go see Booksmart. It's fun. No, I'm not gonna blindly endorse it and say it's great. It's fun, but it is good. It's good. It's not great. Do you think Booksmart is great? It's a great film. My favorite film of the year so far. What would you compare it to? Because it's not as good as Superbad. It's, and it's totally probably different not as good than as Lady Superbad. Bird. So here's the thing: the obvious comparison is to Superbad because uh, and Lady Beanie, Bird. No, but I think the obvious comparison is Superbad because it's Beanie Feldstein is Jonah Hill's uh, sister, sure. and it's um oh. You know, one day, last day of school, party thing going on, right? So it's a very similar thing, but I think the movies are completely different. And oh, definitely. And um, I thought everyone in Booksmart, every single character has enough time to like really develop from the beginning of the movie to where they finish. And uh, you get enough of everyone where uh, no one's like overused. There's no, and uh, there's real meaning to every character. I would say some people are underused. In I would, I would agree with that. Yeah. But um, I thought that. They did an awesome job. Even all the adults, they don't steal too much time from the from the, the child actors and the unfamous Fair. people. But they throw enough of them in there to be like, oh, look. Got a great Will Forte is. performance in there. Forte and Kudrow knock it nuts. out of the park in their two scenes. Um, you know, obviously Sudeikis and uh, Jessica Williams are all great in it. I love Jessica Williams also like playing. Two Dub Queens? Yeah, she's oh, one of them. Gotcha. Um, she's, uh, I didn't one, know. Yeah. And she was also on the um, uh, the Daily Show. She was a correspondent on the Daily Show with Jon Stewart back in the day. Did she's know. great. But anyway, the point is, um, I just thought that I, I just I love this start to finish. I thought it was very funny. It's one of the funnier movies I've seen this year. Maybe the funniest movie. I've seen I this would year. say yes, def- definitely the funniest movie. And, uh, and it is I also very comedy, heartfelt. So. It does it deserves yes. the praise it's getting. I just don't know if it's an excellent movie. It deserves I didn't all say the praise. I said yeah. it's great. Wow, four so and a half stars on my letterbox rating. That's a that's a Johnny Lex. That's a Johnny. No Lex. doubt about. Uh, that's true. I wrote my review. My review says Johnny likes. <laughs> Let's move on. Let's do it. All right, one last thing. Hit me. Ma, five million budget, did eighteen million opening, which continues to trend that a trend that the most loyal audience is for black female leads Stop in that. the last year and a half. It's <laughs> just accurate. I don't think that's what that stat means. I think that stat is in reference to the Jason uh, Blum effect. I think that's just cheap, good-looking horror movies. Well, it's not just horror movies though. Although it's a fun concept, I didn't oh, see fair. it. Oh, girl strip. I'm saying back, look, back, back girl, it up on this. I, I can't, I can't blindly agree to this. So back no, it up. nobody's fool. The Tiffany Haddish movie, uh-huh. 19 million budget, gross 33. Night School, 29 million, gross 103. Obviously Kevin Hart's in that, but there is a black female lead in sure. it. Taraji P Henson did uh, What Men Want, which is a terrible idea. And they did uh, budget of 20, <laughs> made 72. Wait, uh, what? Yeah. All right. Uh, That's acrim- acrim- Tyler Perry's Acrimony, which is leaded by her as well. I don't know what the budget is on that, but it made forty six. Uh, Proud Mary, which is a movie that looked terrible, fourteen Can million budget, right there? made twenty one. Can I stop you right there? Go on. Would you consider yourself Proud Mary? No. Okay. Um, <laughs> Gabrielle Union did a movie called Breaking In. Six million budget, made fifty one. Wow. Regina Hall. You're was, convincing me, honestly. Regina no, Hall no, no, was yeah, a lead lead in um, the Hate You Give. I mean, she's secondly with the Ashley Stenson, but she is not lead. That she is. Have her, you seen the movie? Well, she's, she's not lead in. Well, she's the she's the she's the star though. Don't lose me now, John. No I was agreeing going, with you up no until now. No one went to see the Hate You Give because of Ashley Stenson. They went to see it because, if, if anything, they were going to see it because of Regina Hall over her. She's not famous. I don't agree with that. What is she known for? That movie, that's that's the thing. All right, that's that movie. So yeah. we can knock that one out. Then the movie Little, uh, which is yeah, 100% original Hall movie. Me. I love this. 20 million budget made 48. 
Okay. So All I'm right. just saying, black female lead movies that came out in 2018 and 2019 are doing phenomenal at the box office. Based so what on their you're budget. saying is give more roles to black females. I just think that maybe if we made more movies for those people and you have an audience that's been underserved. How can you possibly expect me to agree with something? I know, right? <laughs> I just, I just, I just all this stuff. No, that's that's incredible. So I'm, I just thought, I couldn't be happier to hear that, frankly. Well, and yeah, and it's the you know the, the saying was is that oh the, you know you can't have a black star because it's not going to travel well, and all those movies were released overseas as well and made plenty of money. So. Were those budgets uh, domestic or? That was worldwide gross. Nice. That's um, good to hear. But I mean, obviously, those movies are going to be heavy budgeted towards. Uh, I mean, heavy gross towards the U.S. market, but okay. they did re- they did release worldwide as well, um, and I just think that that's an interesting trend, and I like to see what. What happens now? With that I did not know that they were all basically. I mean the the worst scenario you just mapped out there was like doubling your budget. That's fine. Well, I think the worst That's was great. Proud Mary, which made back, which made seven million profit on a fourteen million dollars. Yeah, budget. So exa- exactly. I'm sorry. And that like, movie. That's, that's fine. We looked terrible. Valerian did not come across that way. Valerian oh. did not. <laughs> all right, we got we got to get into this review. <laughs> Nader made the brilliant Ooh, choice that we should watch I did, whoa, whoa. Valerian. What? 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 Bur- Bur- First of all, you gave me a list of movies. I, I picked did. it because I thought Valerian would be bad, interesting, and fun to talk about. It was literally none of those things, John. I am furious. I can tell you the plot right now. You all right, ready? Let's give a, a breakdown for the movie Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets. This mission is a simple in and out. Agent Valerian, you'll be running solo. I only work with my partner. Hi. We're a team. Let's go. You're running nearly 20 minutes late. Yeah, well, time flies when you're having fun. All right, Dane Dahan, Cara Delva, who give a damn. They both cops. But then they like, hey, you got to go on a mission. And then they go on a mission. And they find out the mission isn't actually about a mission. It's about a little animal. They're like, oh, damn, what's this animal about? He's like, oh, man, I forgot I had these visions in my visions. Oh, shorty from a different planet. They look like Avatar, but they had planets in the sky. I was like, what's up? And so I thought back to that vision. Turns out that was some real shit. So my boss, who Clive Owen, is all about getting these pearls that old shorty from Avatar Land was all about. Because they put them inside the little animal joint. And then he shits out a little more pearls. They fall into a well. Everybody gets something, right? So Clive Owen is like, hey, there's an infected area in our planet. That's the problem. And guess what? These Avatar folks is the reason that the problem is. Turns out, not the case. Actually, he himself... Uh, had a, a whole a former career where he was shooting up other people. Turns out the debris from said people fell down on the Avatar people, blew all they shit up. Now they out for revenge. Talk to me. That was simultaneously the best and worst description of a movie ever given. Crushed it. So uh, this is basically Space James Bond. Uh, it's Avatar. It is the movie Avatar. It's Avatar and James Bond combined. Hey, let me ask you a question. Yeah. How many movies have you seen that start with a 10-minute uh, handshaking montage? Oh <laughs> what? This is the longest? Did you count the minutes? This is the, It's so long. This is the longest 2-hour oh two, two and 17-minute movie I've ever seen in my life. It's all about Earth and alien inter like cooperation through this this federate, federation station or this whatever. This movie is so bananas. It starts with actual footage of a space station. They play Major Tom. <laughs> space Odyssey, which is like, of course you play Space Odyssey. The movie literally starts with like... 
in like tw- the 1975 where a Russian ship is Space meeting Race. with a U.S. ship and they are like they they meet and they shake hands inside and it's like oh and then the space station starts growing they jump into the future jump into the future and it's literally a montage of three people in a like a, a, a um, I guess like a waiting bay in the space station a greeting room. Right, a greeting room. Literally. There's three re- humans, and then an, an alien race comes. They shake hands, and then they go into the future. And, and then, then it happens a thousand it more happens, times. It's happening and happening and happening. And, happening. and that over the time, the space station gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And then it has to move away from Earth, so it goes into a random spot. But it's literally like ten minutes of shaking hands, and then the movie goes into another planet, unrelated. Where you have these avatar-looking people, they don't speak any English for another like 10-15 minutes, the and they worst. use pearls are everything. They sh- they clean their hair with pearls. They feed pearls. So this it is bananas. This movie is out of control. It's the worst. It's but it's not fun. Bad. Everything we described could fit in like Aquaman. Like I, all this stuff fits because it's gorgeous. It is beautiful to look at. The CGI I, is great, but the story is this hard. But hard. But. <laughs> So rough, is, rough butt. is so in love with itself, it's obnoxious. John Goodman is in this movie, guys. Sort of. <laughs> John Goodman is in this movie, and it sucks. Who, oh. who? When does that happen? So there's a part in this movie where there's a they do the classic reveal. So the Valerian and Lorelai are the two main characters, and they're meeting. Uh, they're in. The, they get to the spaceship for to get their mission, and the general is facing like a screen away from them. So he's got his back to the camera, and then they do the the big reveal, and it's a random guy. And then two seconds later, famous actor Clive Owen walks in and just like doing a walk and talk. And I'm just like. Fans of BBC America's Luther will know who that is, and nobody else. Ridiculous. I, I, the guy turns around, I'm like, am I supposed to know who this is? And then you have super famous Clive Owen come in literally like 30 seconds later. It's a bombshell after a very silent moment and of nothingness, yes. What? All right, and in this movie, for some reason, Clive Owen is wearing, he's, he's like the commander of the space station. Uh, the United Human Federation, which Correct. seemingly exactly only has... One race that's human, and then a whole bunch of alien races. So interesting choice. Yeah, no, there's some couple. There's a couple other humans in there. Every, by the way, every alien race is humanoid. Yeah, no one's like everyone's gas. bipedal. Yeah, everyone got <laughs> bipedal. Everyone got feet. Everyone got toes. That's right. <laughs> but but uh, my, this is my my biggest problem. What, no, wait, what is the the fucking <laughs> steampunk? Wait, I love his steampunk. Why is he wearing wait, you don't that? Like Clive Owen's outfit. Clive Owen's outfit as like a space general is basically a regular general's outfit, but there's a big semicircle of gold surrounding his breastplate, and it's all I guess like the inside of a watch. Yeah, it's like, it's like ste- it looks like steampunk. I was into it. Also, Ethan Hawke has the best outfit I've ever seen in a movie. Okay, bar none. Ethan Hawke shows up as a pimp of who's- Rihanna, who's blue. Rihanna, okay. So Rihanna's performance, by the way, super cool. Yeah, I thought they did a really good job. The way they're changing all the outfits. And Weird the stuff. vibe, though. I didn't hey. like that she was all like, "You like what I did?" Her character like makes zero sense. Her death <laughs> makes zero sense. That Rihanna's character is introduced in the movie. She plays a very important role for a couple minutes. All right, so she has to pretend to be this alien race that she's never done before. So she's like literally stumbling around. Not two minutes later, uh, inside the box. So for whatever reason, it's. Dane DeHaan and Rihanna in together. Dane DeHaan is looking for a shapeshifter. Rihanna is that shapeshifter. So, but he's like inside but of her. But Ethan Hawke is her no, pimp. But I'm saying like the scene after where <laughs> yeah, when he, he when he's inside of her, so she like can barely walk, and then two minutes later he's doing flips. He has a Matrix fight scene, and like it's like the logic is just completely thrown out the window. This movie jumps and jumps and jumps to a thousand things. I, I just 
This is even my, Hawk is out of control in this movie this too. Is, this is my main problem with this movie. From the opening uh, lines of dialogue between its two main characters. Oh, the dialogue so bad. Yes, exactly. So the opening lines between Kara and Dane, they think they're subverting the genre of like your everyday action movie because what they're doing is getting right to the point. They're directly talking about exactly what yeah. the, the end plot would be of, of any other action movie. But the, the dialogue, the verbal diarrhea that comes out is like, you're afraid of commitment. No, I'm not. You got all these girls. What? She clicks a button. A list of girls pops up. Literally a, a, a playlist. playlist. Yes, they a call playlist it a playlist of hoes. He got a playlist of hoes, John. First what? off, a playlist is a thing that exists in the world. It's already call a thing. it something else. Yep. <laughs> it's the dumbest thing ever. They turn playlists from music into hoes. And then another thing is that they they have all these like supposed to have this witty uh, repartee, and none of it works. The jokes are terrible. There's literally one time where he's walking down this like seedy area, and of course they're playing "Staying Alive." Um, Got to. Well, also, I like playing. that scene. I like that scene. No, but there's one line in that. So he's walking, and every girl wants to bone him. I mean, why? Who wouldn't? It's Dane DeHaan. It's Dane DeHaan. It's Dane fucking. The Dahan. most attractive man in the world, Dane DeHaan, <laughs> is walking down the street, and this one peacock esque uh, character goes to him. Hey, you want to fly or some nonsense? And he goes, I'm, gonna fly to coop. I'm allergic to feathers. Line right after that. Oh. He's talking He's talking to Rihanna. Uh, he says, uh, if you help me find my partner, I'll set you free. Rihanna replies, what good is free when you're an illegal immigrant far from home? I said, Rihanna, shut the hell up. Come uh, on now. Rihanna's character makes zero sense. <laughs> she says They give her the most unceremonious illegal. death ever. They literally escaped this big As fight scene. As if we're supposed to cry about her blue dead. I don't give a damn. She was around for a couple minutes. Moments. And, but when she dies, it's like she puts up a tentacle and is like, uh, I must have gotten hurt in the fall. What? Oh, yeah. The only good thing about this movie is that the first episode we talked about a Zervan report, which is good. Yeah. The second one uh, is extremely wicked, which is okay. And this one is bad. So this we've hit the whole trinity of good, medium, bad. That's the only this good thing. This is a bad um, movie. The, so this is my question to you. This yeah, is my question to you. So, uh, I brought up Aquaman earlier just because it's a big, fun movie that is also CGI. This okay. is my drunk movie complex question to you. Okay. A lot of I haven't movie- seen Aquaman. You're fine. It doesn't matter. So, right. there are a lot of movies that are just big spectacles. Mm-hmm. I imagine this is how Fast and the Furious fans feel. Big spectacles. Doesn't matter what the story is. Mm-hmm. You can go in drunk, happy, turned up, and leave just happy. Just like, you know, it doesn't matter what the story was. This sure. is still big enough to work. Do you think this movie could have fit that bill in a theater? You know what? You could have gone into this movie... With 20 minutes left and gotten the whole plot explained to you because they do yeah. so many. I agree. It's a hard so note, many right? Ex- <laughs> yeah, it's a hard note. So many exposition uh, drops in this movie. Like they're going back to Alpha, which is the pl- where they're seemingly from, and uh, they're like, fill us in. And then their computer that's like some weird Alexa hybrid that can uh, control your the suit worst. and your ship. And it's like the sh- it is the ship, but it's also an AI. I don't know. But anyway. Uh, because you like, they're like, oh, what's going on in Alpha? And it literally breaks down all the different areas. And I'm just like, They summarize many? the movie 12 times. They, it's obnoxious. <laughs> this is the longest two hour. And now, I will say this. Ever. From a studio perspective, I bet this movie is terrifying because it is a combination of big, loud studio movie and IP. This movie is a comic that is also not good. Oh, you've actually you've read yeah, this Yeah, I can comic. attest. This is not a good comic. This is not the kind oh, of thing. Good comic. This is not the kind of thing you read and hope it's a movie. But it's but it's weird that a studio would make this. It's a big budget movie. It is based off IP and it doesn't work. I could see how this could scare the living hell out of uh, the studio system. Did it at least like? Is it like well liked? I know it's French. No, like is there like some kind of cult following? No, 
Then why That'd be great. No, <laughs> it's not. Just, but that's what I'm saying. It's because the story isn't anything. The story isn't even remotely a thing. What do you think the production budget for this movie is? Uh, 160, 170.2 million. What do you think it made in the U.S.? Uh, 90. 41. Beautiful. It made its money back overseas. Beautiful. It made 62 in China. It made 36 million in France. Um, and it, I mean, there's a bunch of countries it did well in. It did really well in Russia. It did 14 million. You know, I've said this now, I think, like three times. But for the fourth time, I'm going to say the real problem with this movie, John, okay. is that it ends. After everything we've said, it has the audacity to end to my father. I've never cared less about someone's dead dad. I've never given less of a damn about someone's dead father than after Valerian City of a Thousand Planets. You, you, he's he's not hype. You, wherever your dad is, he's not he's not having a good time watching that movie. I hated this movie so what? much. Rating for Valerian. Uh, Valerian is a very simple give it a miss. Give don't it see this movie. Oh, motherfucking miss. Yeah, don't ever see this movie. It's really bad under any circumstance. Luke Besson was like, listen, the fifth element was fun. What if I just made it again, but not as good? We talking segue? We talking segue? We talking segue. Okay, we talking segue. Talk to him, Johnny Potts. All right, listen, we're going to our buffering scene. Scene. <sighs> segment. Segment. This it's is the- time for buffering, ladies and gentlemen, the segment where we go back to revisit some of your favorite movies from the past season by season. This episode, we are doing the summer of 1997. John, talk to him. We got... Some big movies. Big movies. We got some big movies. Big movies. Some franchises. Uh. We got some uh. some classics. Ooh. Some oh yeah, I remember that one. But like some this is like surprise I was shocked at how many movies came out this summer. Also, I went through the list. I've seen eleven of these movies in theater. <laughs> oh, yeah, I think I saw like seven. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's I'm, crazy. Yeah, you're fine. Um I know was six. <laughs> Well, that's weird. Uh, but this is, again, Summer 97 was me having free tickets to the movie, so I went to see a lot of them. Quick breakdown of some of the uh, top budget films. I mean, the top uh, grossing films. You got Men in Black. You got The Lost World Jurassic Park. Air Force One. My Best Friend's Wedding. Face Off. Batman and Robin. George of the Jungle. Con Air. Contact. The animated Hercules. Is that the animated Hercules? Yeah, the animated Hercules. Uh, the Fifth Element. Uh, Spawn. The first awesome Powers movie, Speed 2, G.I. Jane, Copland, Money Talks, Picture Perfect, which I saw in theaters. Money Talks. There's so many movies that John, came I'll out here. John, I'll give you $5 right Good now if you can tell burger. me the plot to Money Talks. You can Mo- tell me the plot to Money right, Talks. Money, is that Charlie Sheen and Chris Tucker? Keep going. Something about robbing something? I don't remember the movie that well. That is it. I have seen it. Okay. What is it about? Quick synopsis. I don't know what I'm asking you. I really don't know. Question. No. I know that I've seen I knew, it. I was willing to pay $5 for that information as well. Oh, I, I understand. Say. Yeah. Um, Let's hit it off, man. Categories. Oh, wait. Is it like... It's like a... No, never mind. I don't know what it is. Okay. First category. <laughs> Movies that were surprised we haven't seen. Uh, I got Jurassic Park 2. The Lost World. So, I have not seen that. Or any Jurassic Park movie start to finish. Is that the second Jurassic Park or the third one? Oh, you tell me. I don't know. I just know the, the title. I like I said, I have not seen a Jurassic Park movie. <laughs> No, you're right. It is the second one. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, I also have uh, not seen. No, I've seen. I've seen that. I just haven't. I don't. It's been a while since I've seen it. I don't. I didn't see it in theaters. I know that. But I have not seen Airbud. What? Never seen Airbud. Wow. Okay. Well, I mean. Or and we got to skip ahead to the next category if you're going to say on, that. Hold on. <laughs> what I also am surprised I haven't seen just because I feel like I would have seen it at some point and never seen my best friend's wedding. Oh, uh, I mean, it's, it's good. It's good. It's 
Yeah, it's classic comedy comedy. It's exactly as good as My Big Fat Greek Wedding. Those movies are exactly the same level of good. You know how I feel about the Greeks. Dead ass. But you're talking... <laughs> wait, so you're saying Airbud is the one you surprised. So Airbud is, for me, in the category of most useless. All right? Oh, you're on most useless? Yes. We're skipping down. Yeah, we're skipping down to the next category, which is most useless movie. The movie we definitely did not need, and that is Airbud. I, I submit to you... 22 years later, we never needed any animal sports movies. Just because, in hindsight, now that I watch Air Bud, it's weird watching a ball hit a dog in the face over and over again mm-hmm. on purpose. Mm-hmm. Doesn't make me feel good. Do you realize that the same year, the most useless in all the Batman movies came out, and that's Batman and Robin. That's your mostly useless? <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's the worst one. The only thing that's redeemable about that movie is all the terrible ice puns that wow. Arnold Schwarzenegger makes. You mean the great and great... First of all... Okay, I think my first erection was well, cruel intentions, <laughs> uh, but I think my first like like literal like I'm trying to fuck this person was Uma Thurman as Poison Ivy. Yeah, no, she's very attractive. So hot. Uma Thurman could be attractive, and it'd be a terrible movie. <laughs> no, 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 none of that's right. So, but the first part is <laughs> great. I'm happy to hear about your right, erection. So you're okay. So I have Batman and Robin for a different category. Do you want to best title? Song? What do you got? No. We're doing best title. Okay. <laughs> best title. What do you got? The Fifth Element. Fifth. Oh, yeah. That's a great... Yeah. That's good. It ties into the movie well. I had to ruin my segue. It's good. You make me sick. You know what I put for my favorite title? Men in Black. Yeah. It's going to come up way oh, later I know it's going to come up show. again. It has way to. Way later in the show. Also, 187. I like that title. Bad title. Why? Three letters. No. Zero letters. <laughs> no. Three letters would be better. You say... Explain. ABC. Oh, yeah, that'd be good. A very different movie. Crushed it. (laughs) Worst title? Uh, When Cat's Away. When the Cat's Away. Just because we've already had that darn cat in this year, there's so many goddamn cat titles. Why is everything named after a cat? And a question? Everyone knows that 97 was the year of the cat. When the Cat's Away. When the Cat's Away. It's not a question. We're going to play, baby. Uh, I put The Lost World Jurassic Park. It's a terrible name. You suck. I don't think that's a good name. First off, start with Jurassic Park. I don't like colons in movies in general. <laughs> Gridlocked all over again. Well, that's an apostrophe, but mm. I agree. Um, <laughs> and uh, the other one I put for bad title is love, valor, compassion. All with exclamation points. I literally have that tattooed on my scrotum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's scrotum. That's it? an odd spot. You, <laughs> no, you should I check it out. You should give it a check. You did rub my lips pre-show. <laughs> pre-show? <laughs> Um, the show that sounds weird out of context, doesn't it? Next, I got is shelf life. All right, my shelf life answer is Air Force One by a mile. By it's a Air mile. Force One by a, by a mile. I can't think of a movie on this list that I've seen more outside of one that will come up later on that you've already mentioned. Um, the Air Force One. I've seen the movie over and over and over again. I I've owned the VHS. I've owned the DVD. I've seen it on demand. I've seen it on cable. I've seen. It. I mean, I think I've seen the movie probably like. Two and at two hundred times, literally. Air Force One's yeah, a great easy, flick. Easy two hundred times. And you're you're a big um, what's his name, British guy, Gary Oldman. Is Gary his Oldman. Name. Yeah, yeah. You're a big. He's Gary. in the Fifth Element, John. He is in the Fifth <laughs> Element. Sometimes I forget people's names. If you would let me segue, we'd be talking Batman or Robin. But here we are. No, in see, Gary I Oldman have, corner. I really want to go the way I went. Disgusting. Um, for shelf life for me, this is a kind of a weird one. But Mastermind, okay. have you seen Mastermind? I have. I have. I I I, would, I know what you mean. That was hanging out in people's houses as a VHS. It was always sure. around, and yes. um, it hung out. I I love heist movies. I like the idea of a heist in like a school is kind of interesting. What if Air Bud was uh, George Clooney in the Ocean's Eleven movies? How would you feel about that? 
Not good. <laughs> you don't think he could do it? I um, think he could pull it off. He could probably pull it off. Yeah. Clooney's a very talented man. I think that um, the other one, oh, the other one I want to put for uh, Shelf Life is Austin Powers, International Man of Mystery. Great call. Which yeah, is, I, I couldn't think of a category for that to fit in. I, I think that movie's hysterical. Um, I think but that's one. It's not the best one. Two is better. I think two is two better. Two is better. But the first, Austin Powers, has one of my favorite jokes ever. It's so dumb. But it's just like classic, like stupid slapstick. See, if you comedy. had let me include the category of movie that uh, changed cinema history, I would say Austin Powers. <laughs> that's no way that's Sorry. accurate. <laughs> no, so uh, there's a scene in um, where they're in Doctor Doctor Evil's lair, and uh, there's like a, a minion there, and he's like in the way, and, and then Austin Powers is like, "Get out of the way!" And him and Elizabeth Hurley are on the little like roller truck. And the guy's like scared like a deer in the headlights. And then they're like going back and cutting between the guy's face and back to Austin and like, get out of the way. And back and forth, back and forth. And then they cut, they do a zoom out from the side. And I know what you're talking about now, yeah. He's like, first off, like going like a mile, one mile per hour. And he's so far away from the guy. So it's a good visual gag. And then they slowly run the guy over. It's so absurd. It gets me every time. Love that film. It's fun. Next category. They I'm, choo- I'm choosing. Yes, exactly. It's the they tried word. Thank you. It's Batman and Robin. That's what I got. That's what they tried. <laughs> Why wouldn't you let me segue, you stupid idiot? Oh my god, it's ridiculous. This whole time. Let's get into Batman. We could have been strolling and segues. You started talking about your first erection and it threw me off. That was cruel intentions. It's not even in 1997. This is ridiculous. What year is that? 99? Why do I even do this pod? So your first erection was in 1999 when you were eight? Is that when Cruel Intentions came out? Yeah, you may have saw it on uh, on the television though. Oh, then it then it was then it was Batman Robin first. It was when I was six and then eight, so I had it backwards. So Uma got me started. Cruel Intentions took it home. I don't like you any sure? of what you're saying. Think about my childhood. <laughs> I don't like how old you were when this happened and the Come way you're on. talking about it. I was raised in a good home. That's debatable. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I also put Batman and Robin. I saw this movie in theaters. It's, it's the ultimate so they try. It's bad. the ultimate they try. They have Bane. They oh. have Poison Ivy, and we'll never see them again. Well, we saw Bane once, but he was still pretty weird. They they ruined characters. Saying the darkness is your ally. Oh my god! They ruined Mister Freeze. They I was ruined more Poison than Ivy. Ridiculous. More than by it. Yeah, that's the impression that uh, happened for that luchador wrestler in 1997. Who are you talking it. about? You're talking about Tom Hardy. I'm talking about the guy that actually played the person. There's who only we're one Bane about, in my heart. <laughs> And it's, Me. it's the one from... Hello. <laughs> I'm Bane. Anyway, next yes, category. That's my name. Uh, next one I got is Unexpected Box Office. Yo, George of the Jungle. 105 what? million! Wow! I had the same thing. I thought that movie sucked, and I only oh. saw it on VHS. I never saw it in theater, so when I realized it, it made $105 million, dollars, my head exploded a little bit. The crazy thing is, it only made $24 million in its opening weekend, which is even more mind-boggling because it got... It had legs. George of the Jungle had legs. It had legs, and that movie... Legs as long as his vines. It was panned. It was panned. It was a, it, it was, I mean, it was essentially a Disney Channel original movie that just somehow snuck into theaters. Yeah. Like, it makes... It, it's production... Well, no, it has, um... It has, a uh, Brendan Fraser Brendan and... Fraser. Uh, Leslie Mann. Leslie Mann is the... Is that Leslie Mann in that? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. I like Leslie Mann. Um, well, Thomas biggest... Hayden Church is also in that. He plays, a. Uh, the bad dude. The bad, the bad dude. He's, Biggest disappointment? Uh, wait, real quick. Just to note, Men in Black made $250 million, which is crazy. And Stop cutting into my Men in Black time. No, I just want to point this out. Um, and the Lost World Jurassic Park made $229 million. That did 72 in the opening. That had the largest opening week, so I thought that was kind of interesting. But um, 
Yeah, there was a lot of great movies that came out this year. A lot of great movies. I'm glad we started with 97. I'm arbitrary choosing. <laughs> what do you got for... What do you got next? Uh, I got uh, Disappointment. Biggest Disappointment. Biggest Disappointment. Yeah, uh, Spawn. Spawn. Oh, yeah. I really thought Spawn was good. And then when I saw it as an adult, I was like, Is Chad Leguizamo in this? Whoa. He's not the... No, he's not the clown, is he? I, I don't think so. You you tell me what your answer is. I'll look that Oh, up. I have no idea. I, I don't know if I've no, seen... No, your answer for, dis- for Biggest Disappointment. Oh, gotcha. Um, no, my for biggest disappointment for me was Speed 2 Cruise Control. Because I loved Speed. Huh. Also, yes, that is John Leguizamo. He is, wow. okay. He's the clown. That's so scary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my Johnny God. Legs. I had He got started with the past. He came back with Spawn, baby. <laughs> what a year. Spawn. What a year for him. The ultimate pest. <laughs> That's right. He's, uh, no, but uh, Speed 2 Cruise Control was really disappointing for me. Because it was, it was something that... Um, I guess I was too young at the time to really know like politics and movies and stuff like that. When I didn't know Keanu Reeves wasn't going to be in it, uh, I just you didn't lost. know he was going to be the Marlon Brando of a generation. I mean, we got who we, we get? Patrick Dempsey? No, is that who it is? I don't know. Sure. Speed Two, Cruise Control. Oh, uh, Jason Patrick. Jason Patrick. Yeah, on that's the boat. right. That's right. Um, I found out that knots uh, were the speed that boats are measured by in that movie. <laughs> that's the biggest takeaway. <laughs> Also, I remember the crash uh, when they crashed the uh, the cruise ship into the uh, dock. Oh. That's I don't like that movie. I think it's, it's good. much worse than the original. Oh, yeah, much of worse. course. The first one's good. Yeah, uh, but they, they jump a bus. I will say uh, it does it does give me some perspective for that Entourage episode with Jason Patrick. <laughs> okay, don't watch Entourage. Real quick, yeah. Um, go back to Valerian real quick, real quickly. We mentioned Keanu Reeves. Did you not get the idea that Dane DeHaan was just doing a bad impression of Keanu Reeves? No, I got the impression that Dane DeHaan was trying his very hardest. And that's to what, be, that, that's what the saddest thing of it all. He, no, just to be a good actor. I got the Space impression J- they were not taking that like ironic at all. The character were, is Space James Bond. Sure, if you. I mean, I also disagree. That's what. Frankly. That's what I got from the movie. Oh, I'm talking about from the comic. The, the character is not. No one cares they're, they're about cops. the source material. Well, no, I'm just saying they're not like they're not that suave. They are like police. You think he's not a secret agent, man? No. Oh, real quick. I wanted to say this. Back to Valerian real quick. <laughs> Still uh, on it. <laughs> Todd McCarthy from The Hollywood Reporter on his review wrote, At no point along the way does the film provide a reason to invest your interest in any of this. It does not. <laughs> I was confused about all the wrong things because none of it mattered. And then A.O. Scott for The New York Times wrote, To say that Valerian is a science fiction epic doesn't quite do it justice. Imagine crushing a DVD of The Phantom Menace into fine powder, tossing in some Adderall and ecstasy and a pinch of cayenne pepper, snorting the result, <laughs> resulting mixture while wearing a virtual reality helmet in a Las Vegas karaoke bar. Actually, that sounds like too much fun, but you get the idea. <laughs> that all checks out. That's exactly how I feel about watching this it's movie. so ridiculous. Beat for beat, um, what is the movie that you like but you shouldn't? Like but I shouldn't Come is on. Good face Burger. Off. Really? <laughs> no, Face Off is great. Face I love off. Face Off. <laughs> no. All right, let's debate this. Okay. The movie that we like but we shouldn't. You're saying is Good Burger. I'm saying is Face Off. Yeah. My, I think both of our arguments is that the other person's movie is good. I would say that Good Burger. You think is Good Burger is a good movie? Yes. You haven't seen it recently. I'm I going to my I've seen it recently, actually. <laughs> Huh? I've seen it in the past like six months. There's no way it's good. I think it is. Oh god, this is booty call over again. Pete Cardellini. Pete Cardellini. <laughs> oh man. Um, no, that's not a good movie. <laughs> you know it's not good. You have nostalgia for it. And you're telling me Face Off is? Face Off is great. John Woo at his best. Face Off is <laughs> hard so boiled. 
Every no, thank you. Sing- First of all, th- there are enough podcasts about the movie Face Off. Frankly, it is. T- <laughs> we don't face, need to rehash Face the Off. Subject. Face the first scene of Face Off, a child gets murdered. It's wild, and Nicolas Cage <laughs> is just staring at it. He's just looking at. It. You know why Face Off is? I think it's just yeah. Maybe it's not a good movie. Yeah, maybe, maybe Face Off isn't a good movie, John. <laughs> I to get close to the mic because of how dumb that sounds. Let me let me put it this way though. <laughs> You have Travolta and Cage trying to out-crazy each other, which is just Bo- Both, by the way, outside of their prime, we just don't know it yet, for you, the record. Oh, yeah. Both firmly outside of we just have no you idea. You also yet. have a unnecessarily weird metallic prison. Mm-hmm. You have a really cool boat scene, boat <laughs> chase feet. scene. The metal feet. <laughs> Makes no sense. There's a really fun... Um, doves everywhere. Well, that's John Woo. <laughs> John Woo is not going to make a movie and not put doves in it. Nor would I. Right. And you're also not going to make a movie. Because you don't have the kind of dove budget Wu does. That's true. My dove budget is pathetic. (laughs) I've been trying to tell you It's embarrassing. Hey, you know who executive produced Face Off? Uh, Michael Bay. Michael Douglas. (gasps) Oh, I thought it was going to be right. Damn. (laughs) Um, Now that checks out. Also (laughs) someone that was past their prime. We just didn't know it yet. I, I, I think Face Off is definitely not a good movie, but Good Burger is definitely a bad movie, and I, I really enjoy it. So I have... Uh, one more category. Keenan th- Thompson. To throw at you before our favorite movies and best movies. Okay. Career jump. The career that had a jump this year, or this season rather, I should okay. say. For my money is three people. It is Will Smith, Bruce Willis, yes. and Luke Besson. All right? Because Will okay. Smith and, and, and Bruce Willis are now reaffirming Will, uh, Independence Day and uh, Die Hard. No. Well, uh, sh- sure. But, but, but I don't mean he's not the main character. Hudson Hawk. Shut up. Anyway, they are they are now re- like they're they're really cementing their places. And Luke Bissau is like now these are two great movies. I think that Bruce Willis going into the, into that was probably already like pretty famous. Will Smith for sure. This year is what no I'm talking starts about, his. I'm talking about solidifying for for Bruce him being in a sci-fi movie is a big deal. Him being in Pulp Fiction, him being in Die Hard is is one thing, but being in space is like a big deal. To be in space and not look crazy is very hard to do. We actually. We we uh, so, we underestimate how hard that so is. So this is the thing. So Luke Besson directed both The Fifth Element and Valerian. And Fifth Element is is a movie that is really like grounded in its universe, while Valerian is just so all over Fifth the place. Element takes place in rooms. Valerian yes. takes place nowhere. The whole movie takes yeah. place nowhere. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, that's fair. For me, uh for me the career jump that I saw was there's a character uh, in one of these movies. That is from uh, the show Full House. Plays the role of Comet, and then really takes off as Buddy in Air Bud. Oh my God! We're, how are we actually talking about a dog right now? That you, you can't deny. I'm looking at a TV and Eva Longoria is back on ABC, but I'm talking to you about Air Bud. What kind of world do I live in? Grand Hotel, baby. Hashtag on ABC. It, hashtag it on ABC. <laughs> Listen, I'm telling you. Think about it. He was doing he's doing his his, his normal gimmick on on Full House. It's a bit role. He does Airbud. He starts a franchise. Do you know how many Airbud movies there are? There's like twenty. Dozens. Dozens, yeah. It's absurd. He starts a franchise. You gotta give credit to Buddy the Dog. I do, but again, I just feel like the idea of a dog being the main character of a movie is it's one of those things that still exists to this day and I have no idea. There why. is nowhere why? in the rule book that says a dog can't have his career jump beyond the this podcast. Nowhere in the rule book. <laughs> That's because the rule book sucks. And you know, why, why, why am I fighting about a dog? I don't care about the dog. Keep your dog. Keep your your, your stupid golden retriever. I'm saying it's Will Smith nuts. career jump. Luke Massal career jump. Yeah, I think Luke Massal's fair. And then, you know, obviously Buddy. 
Um, so favorite movie. Favorite movie, Face Off. Wow. It's you so much fun. I have horrible taste. My favorite movie is is by a, a mile Men in Black. And it also well, made the I most mean, money. So I feel real good about so that. I had, by a mile, it's Men in Black. It was very close for me between what? Men in Black, uh, Face Off, and What? And it Con was Air. close between Con Air. Oh, there's so much. This is favorite movie. What? I'm, I We're don't doing the category it. of favorite movie. I know. I don't understand what you're talking about, John. So here's my thing about Men in Black. It's fun. I like it, but the jokes in Men in Black are so bad now because what? there's there. No, hear me out. Because you've heard them so many times, and the jokes were not that great to begin with. Like, also, I saw that in theaters, and there was an applause break for the joke. The difference between you and me is I make this look good. There you, was an applause break in the looking, theater. You are looking at jokes in movies all wrong. The best funny parts of that movie do hold up because they're all just small character moments with Tommy Lee Jones or sure. Will Smith just doing small things, dragging the table, being all serious. The dragging that, the table. That's the funniest part. Yeah, those are the things. That's the a good joke. Di- the only lines of dialogue that hold up that are hilarious is everything Vincent D'Onofrio yeah, says ever throughout the whole thing. You want me <laughs> to put my hands on my butt? That's incredible. D'Onofrio was going bonkers in that movie. It did make me want to drink Men sugar water, I'll tell you that much. God, oh my god. Oh, no, I mean, listen, I figured you were going to say Men in Black, so I wanted to pick say. a different movie. <laughs> it's the right answer. All right, wait. Uh, best movie? Hercules. Come on. Hercules. Easy Hercules. Copland. Wow. Wait, you're being serious? Yeah, Copland. Hercules. No, no, no. Let's talk it out. Let's talk it out. Copland versus Hercules. Episode three of the stream. I'll tell you why. Cop- Let's do it, John. Cop- Copland, for me, is simply because this is, by far and away, the best, the best Stallone, you're gonna see. Man, I gotta say this. Ugh. Have you seen Cop? Yes, and I don't. I don't disagree that you. You make a very compelling argument because you're right. In that context, you're damn right. You're damn right. But I would also, ugh, man, that's good. It is the best. It is the scene. No, no, Creed, Creed, no, Creed. No, he's better in Cop. Mm, does more. In I'm Cop- sorry. The Rocky character is just very one dimensional to me. No, I agree. But I was gonna say he does more in Copland, but he is better. He is his what he is trying to do comes across better. It's also a role free. he's done. And he has thirty years. He has thirty. Yes, of course, it's cheating, basically. Right. Ooh. That's also. I mean, you got. Did have you, you seen Hercules? Yeah, I have. What but I saw it as a child. I don't remember. You haven't that seen well. it since. No, it's good. Do you, I do remember liking it. Do you agree that Disney scripts have a tendency to be like bulletproof? Disney scripts have a tendency to be like excellent. The animated. Yeah, ones? yeah, I'll agree with that. I'll agree with that. And James Woods is the bad guy. And Danny DeVito is a horny little goat man. Yeah, he is. So, do I no. have to continue? And the music is gospel, but it takes place in Greece. We're allowed to disagree. <laughs> Never. The thing about Disney movies is, Here. they have a really good knack for blending uh, niche and style with a story. It's so, like The Incredibles is all like superhero okay. meets 1950s. Hercules is gospel meets Greece, which is a crazy choice to make, sure. and it works ten times over. You know what I mean? I do get that. That yeah. makes sense to me. That's that's my argument for Hercules, but it does sense to me. You're right. You're right. Sorry. I think... Um I really and also when I saw this, I was like, "Oh man, I want to rewatch Copland." That was my first when I looked at this list. Out of all the movies, like, "Oh, I want to rewatch Copland." Yeah, if you want to see a, a leading man Stallone that is genuinely and unironically good, Copland is the only place. You it's can. one of my favorite For New sure. Jersey movies. For sure. <laughs> wow, I shouldn't have agreed so fast. <laughs> Garden State. I said one of my favorite. You think Garden State's that good? This is the wood all over again. John. <laughs> <laughs> we barely talked about the wood, and I love the wood. This was over a short period of time. <laughs> Yes, continue. The Cut wood it. is the wood. By the way, 
Didn't come out great. in the summer of 1997. It is great. When did that come out? Because I can't wait to talk about the wood. By the way, you can't even name a movie in 1997. Continue. <laughs> check check the Instagram in case you're wondering. <laughs> I did have, I did struggle. A little bit. Um, but yeah, so I, I mean, for me, it's Copland. But I mean, I, there's a bunch of movies that I think could have won it for me. And I even think Men in Black is in the conversation. I think this is the best season. How do you feel about Contact? Uh, mm, it's I not think one it's of the, my favorites. It's the Alien Covenant of the time. It's not horrible, but people think it's it's uh, you know a little, little worse than it is. I don't know anyone who likes Alien Covenant. <laughs> I don't know anyone our age that likes Contact. I know a bunch of people like Contact that are that are our age, and we're also not the same age. <laughs> well, we're, 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 we're three, three year age. I'm not comfortable with answering that question. I know the answer is three. I know the answer. <laughs> it's three. Um, all right. Well, that's gonna do it for us. Uh, episode three in the books. We done did it. Uno, we, dos, tres. We did it. Uh, I want to point out a couple of things. We're on social media at the Stream Pod. That's T H E S T R E A M P O D. On your Instagrams. Uh, one thing though, I mean, we're on a bunch of different uh, platforms, but there is a way for you guys to leave us a voice message on Anchor. So if you go to Anchor.fm/slash the Stream Pod, it's also going to be linked in the description here. You can actually leave a voice message, which is kind of a cool little thing. So if you want to leave us a message. Um, not sure what we're going to do with it yet. We might be able to find something where we can sneak it into the episodes, um, if it makes sense. Uh, we're still figuring this out. We're still, you know, this is episode three. Holla at us. Yeah. Holla at your boys. Nope. And, um, we're also, you know, we're available on, you know, Apple, we're on Google, Podcast, Pocket Cast, Overcast, Stitcher, Radio Public, basically anywhere you can get a podcast, we're available. So hit us up, check us out on Letterboxd. There's, uh, I'm, I'm putting a pretty detailed description in the show notes. So, um, there's going to be a link to the movie, a lot of descriptions here and there. There's going to be time codes if you want to see when we're going to different segments. So, uh, yeah, check all that stuff out. And that's pretty much going to do it, Nader. Hey, man. John, give Valerian a goddamn miss and uh, check out uh, Hercules. It's great. Right. Check out Hercules, the animated movie from the summer of 1997. The Stream! The Stream, a podcast where we talk about movies. And James Woods. No. Body type. We talk about James Woods' body type. Take it back. All right. The Stream, a podcast where we think about James Woods' body type. We're going to figure out how to close this show out once. All right. Uh, So we've tried uh, See You on the Couch. Um,. Watch movies that we watch. Yep. Um, Crush that one. And uh, now a, a podcast where we talk about James Wood's body type. Don't, no, I don't like James Wood, and I don't like his body type. I think both of those are the wrong answer. James Wood is like you know, hardcore Republican. Oh, damn. Anyone else's body type, Nader, that was dumb. That's yeah. on me. And the bot. I've made a huge mistake. I've made a huge mistake. <laughs> Listen to the stream. We've made a huge mistake. Yep. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I like that. Get my lips paid. smooth as shit, baby. Let me touch them. Go ahead. You can touch them. I gotta scoot. Hold on. <laughs> this is happening. I gotta move some stuff. All right. Give me that lip. God damn it, they're soft as a baby's bottom. Run the pod. Run the pod. <laughs>